Hello there, and thanks for joining me in the podcast today. Depression, postpartum depression, that's my topic, postpartum depression. Following the birth of a child, it's estimated that about 20% of the women, the mothers, the new mothers, experience some form of depression, increased levels of anxiety, feelings of being alone, feelings of being somewhat out of sync with the rest of the world, with, with the rest of the family. One study showed that one out of seven, another study, one out of five, estimated that they were uh, depressed. So it's real. Postpartum depression is real. Don't let anybody tell you that's not a real issue. Some may say, ah, oh, you're just going through the blues, or you're just kind of uh, adjusting to the new baby, or, you know, come all kinds of excuses. The point is, there is a depression present in the life of some mothers, not all, some. And this is what is very important to know, that at the time of birth and following, and certainly even before, a lot of hormonal changes take place. A lot of deprivation of sleep occurs. Difficulty sleeping, erratic sleeping, waking up in the light, not being able to go back to sleep again. Sleep problems of all kinds develop, and they all have their consequences. Social pressures to be a good mother, social pressure to have the baby and get back to work or get back into the family and get back to the duties that are expected. In other words, there's a lot of things that can trigger emotions such as depression. Sometimes it's emotions such as anger or emotions of anxiety, uncertainty, unsureness, particularly the first child, being unaware that you can really be a good mother and um, enjoy not only the mother but your family. So we want to make sure that this issue is attended, is addressed, is considered. Now most women upon the birth of a child visit their physician, visit the OBGYN doctor that delivered the baby, Oh, maybe once a month for six months, eight months. Some will lo- do it longer, but certainly six or eight months. Once a month for well baby checkups and immunization and the various kind of things that the baby, the infant needs. It's a perfect opportunity for the mother to say to the pediatrician or the OBGYN doctor, look, at this is the way I'm feeling. I haven't felt like this before, but now I'm feeling, this. is it normal? Is it just something that comes with childbirth? Is this something that I will experience and then will walk away from it or resolve and get my energy back and get my enthusiasm back and get my sense of, of uh, stamina you know, back? So, well, you go to the pediatrician for the child's sake. Use it as an opportunity for your sake to check out the way you've been feeling, to check out some of the experiences you're having and get the advice of that doctor. Now, some doctors will just offer it, just very clearly, very openly. They're very willing to talk. Other doctors are less likely to. They just want to deal with the baby, and that's it. They don't want to deal with just medical issues. That's it, not emotional issues. So it depends on your doctor, to a large extent. But certainly test your doctor. Certainly put it out to your doctor. Certainly tell your doctor you know, about your feelings and about some of the experiences you're having. And see what his comments are. And see what his reactions are. It might be helpful. Most doctors will be helpful. Most. Some will not. Now, there's other resources, of course. You can seek out a mental health professional, marriage and family counselor, social worker, psychologist. You know, to just kind of walk you through that first year of motherhood. Or the first year of having a second child, a third child, a fifth child, or whatever it might be. Just getting some support and some help and some encouragement along the way. As you take on this new role as a mother, or expanded role, if you will, as a mother. Seek out the advice of people who can be of helpful to you, be helpful to you. Don't go it alone. Don't just go silent. 
hold it to yourself, wonder if what people will think of you. You know, I know it's easy to kind of think that if I tell the doctor I got some of these problems, he'll think that I'm a psych case. Well, that's not true. Doctors don't think that way. Doctors just want to be helpful. Doctors just want to be there to be of support and encouragement and help you. But they have to know what your questions are. They have to know how you're feeling. They have to know what you're thinking. You have to know where you're having uneasiness. Then they'll take care of it. They'll work with you. They'll be your friend. They'll be your support person. They'll be your mentor. But you got to involve the doctor. They don't necessarily involve you. You have to involve them. So negative emotions, let them speak. Negative emotions, admit them. Don't worry about it. You're not crazy. You're not unfit mother. You're not uh, somebody who's going to be a weak mother. It's not a sign that you're going to be a poor mother. It's where you are right now at this point in time. Got a little anxiety, a little unsureness, a little need of some support. Get it. Ask for it. Move on with your life. Very important. Don't let that feeling of being overwhelmed or tired just take over. Conquer it. Be the person who overrides those overwhelmed feelings, if you will. Okay? Be the best mom you can. Be the best support person you can. Now, there are people in your life that need to be kind of acknowledged and brought into the issue. The role of the dad. Dad needs to be helpful. Needs to be supportive. He needs to do the night shift. You know, he needs to pick up and do some of the housework. Needs to take the load off for at least six months. So, Dad, if you're there listening, that's your role. Your job is to rise to the occasion for at least six months. Do more than usual. You might like it, actually, but it will be very helpful. So make sure that you pick up that aspect of parenting. It's one of the roles of parenting. You'll do it all your life. You might as well do it now and get started and be helpful. And the roles of friends, obviously, parents and friends and grandparents, they can be helpful. But mother, you've got to ask. Mother, you've got to communicate. Mother, you've got to involve them. And if you do, they'll be helpful to you. There are a lot of people who can be helpful, want to be helpful, but they don't want to intrude. So they wait for you to talk. They wait for you to ask. Don't be timid. Don't be unassertive. Be assertive. Ask. Speak. Ask what you need. What do you think you need? Talk about it. Share your feelings. Share your fears. And um, you'll get some help. It's very, very important. Don't go it alone. Just don't go it alone. And then there's always the help that can come from your crisis pregnancy center. Now, usually crisis pregnancy centers get involved with women in the early stages or uh, right upon learning about their pregnancy. But you know, crisis pregnancy centers have support systems. And they do have classes and they do have groups to help you take off being a good mother and uh, answer your questions and be supportive and meet others in a group situation. And so, so you might want to even seek out the support systems that are available through the crisis pregnancy center of your particular community. So mother, it's real. Be depressed after childbirth. We call that postpartum depression. It's real, but it doesn't have to linger. It doesn't have to stay. You don't have to be hooked on it. You don't have to be fixed on that kind of an emotional experience. You can get beyond it. You move on and enjoy your child. Enjoy your family. Enjoy your other children. Enjoy the people around you. Enjoy your extended family. Have great joy in bringing a child into a family, into an extended family. Sharing that child, learning from that child, allowing that child to teach you to be more open and more 
relaxed and maybe a little bit humorous even at times. So it can be done. So move on it. Let it happen. Let, let it be part of your life. Bye for now.